Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sport of Kings podcast. On this pod, we discuss the late pick five at Monmouth on Saturday, June 3rd, 2023. This is show number 228, June 2nd, 2023. I'm Scott Carson, founder of Sport of Kings, and I'm joined by my co-host, Hall of Fame handicapper, Chris Larmy. Chris, how's pre-Belmont week going for you? It's going fine. Definitely a little... Uh, the pickings are a little slender between these triple crown races, but in terms of race quality, but um, I'm doing great. Looking forward to the Belmont and that card's always stacked with really good races. Hopefully they'll, they'll get a little better field sizes than they had last year um, in these grade one races. So cross your fingers there, but the Belmont itself looks like a good race. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I figure the Met Mile will have more than four horses because Flightline is not running in it this year. Yeah, I mean, last year it was, it was uh, kind of Flightline's breakout party, right? I mean, on the West Coast, everybody knew he was good, but there were a lot of skeptics um, east of the Mississippi, I think. And the way that race unfolded and the way he ran, I think kind of convinced everybody he was a special horse and he certainly proved that in his subsequent starts. But uh, yeah, no flight line going this year, but it should be a good Met Mile. I mean, Cody's wish has been really good. Taba will be back in action. You know, Baffert will be hungry. He's to win some grade one races in New York. So, and there'll be other good horses in there. So it'll be a good card. Play in the Sport of Kings NHC Qualifier starting every month. Each month, the top 50 players who are NHC Tour members advance to Round 2, which is Breeders' Cup weekend. In that final, 450 players will duke it out playing all 14 Breeders' Cup races. Two people will win a seat to the NHC, and the top 100 will get Tour points. Join the NHC Tour before any monthly Round 1 begins. If you join the tour, you could win up to 20 seats to the NHC in free contests. For only 50 bucks, it's the best deal in racing. If you sign up for the tour, use promo code SPORTOFKINGS so we get credit. If you haven't signed up for our free contests with free DRFPPs, go to sportofkings.net right now. Thank you and good luck. And we have a special returning guest. He's also a Hall of Fame handicapper. He's won hundreds of thousands in prizes and tournaments from the NHC to the Sponsor Showdown. He's Paul Sherman. Paul, welcome back. Well, thank you for having me. I always like being here, and uh, this is especially uh, good for me uh, doing the last five at Mammoth today since I'll be playing the Pick Your Prize tomorrow, so it's a little uh, early prep for me. So I'm, uh, I'm a little excited. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you were going to be in the Pick Your Prize. Chris, are you planning to be in the Pick Your Prize? Um, I'm going to 
wait and see if I um, if I think it's a you know based on my opinion of the races. Um, I've only looked at the last five, and based on that, I probably wouldn't. But there's no no six or seven other races, so I'm still on the fence. Still on the fence. I I agree with Chris. I think the last the last five are very difficult. Um, but I haven't looked at the first seven, so uh, so I'm still up in the end. But I'm I'm sure I'll play. But you yeah. know the thing that confuses me that I just don't get is why they stuck that terrible race in the last <laughs> race. You know they had the the race. You know the seventh race could have been right in the pick five, and it would have just been a much better. But I I don't get the thinking of putting that race at the end of the you know the late pick five and at the end of the pick your prize contest. It's just a ter- terrible race. Oh. Um, it's the kind you usually bury at the beginning of the card. It's not right. like it's a big field for a super high five or something. It's a right. Anyway, I, I don't want to rail on it too much, but it just makes no sense at all. The right. where they stuck that that race makes right. no sense. It's it's not it's not going to be a great last race for the contest, you know? No, no, <laughs> no, it's unless, terrible. Unless, it's, a, it's a bad. Unless, yeah, unless you're pounding yeah, a double, ahead. you find something you like and you're pounding a double or something you like in the 11th, but you know, 11th wide open too. I, you know, terrible. All right. Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> well, well, hopefully, uh, I, I, I think we'll have a lot of people who are, uh, uh, prepping to, to play in that contest, listening to this version of the pod. So let's get started and see if we can give them any insight. The pick five starts with the eighth race. It's an allowance optional claiming, a six furlongs on dirt, purse of 75000 for three-year-old and up New Jersey breads. And, Paul, where are you landing here? You know, it's, it's, there's a difference between – if I was going to pick and pray and I had to pick one horse, I would uh, land on the six. Um, Kaz Sweet Heist. Kaz Sweet Heist. And that would be based on the the numbers uh, the numbers you ran back at Monmouth as a three year old. He's uh, yeah had one race back, uh, a little higher class, uh, had a little trouble, and I would expect an improvement off that the the race he ran uh, a few weeks ago. And if he comes close or or beats the numbers he ran as a three-year-old at Monmouth, he should be right there and, and it'll be a price. Um, you know, the three is going to be the favorite. Um, I, 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 I know what he's going to run. He's run the same number five times. Uh, is he going to improve? Is he going to uh, increase? Uh, I don't know. To me, he's going to run the same number as he's run the first, the first five. Uh, the other one, I mean, the, there are a couple who are who are coming off. Uh, let me just say, like the two and the uh, eight, coming off uh, wins uh, off layoffs. They can improve. Uh, three and the eight won't be as good prices. Um, so that if I was doing a pick your uh, a pick and pray. Uh, the two might be a price, but uh, I'm I'm doing a pick and pray. I, was, I put the six in as a horse who can improve, and uh, it would be a price. 
Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna count that as uh, pick and pray or your pick for this pod. Yes, Cast Sweet Heist, who's one for ten but has six win, uh, six places in the money. Chris, what are you thinking? Well, I like the same horse. The big reason I'm not real enthusiastic is the running style. The horse comes from pretty far out of it. I don't know the last time I cast a, a horse going six furlongs on the dirt in Monmouth that comes from pretty far out. So that's the concern. But I do like everything else about the horse. Um, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of speed in the race, which won't help it either. So I'm very lukewarm right. there. But um, a horse is more likely to finish second or third than win. But, you know, great navigator, like Paul said, he seems like the kind of horse that might just be an early developing precocious type. I mean, sometimes you get these horses, they just don't really get better, um, much better you know, when they break their maidens or in, in June, fast time. A lot of times they're just precocious. But, you know, if he, he's certainly solid in the one to beat. You know, the only other one I could consider would be the eight horse bust and loose for the exact opposite reason on Cas Sweet Heist. That's the horse that could get loose. Right. Bust and loose could get loose. And if he does, you know, that's a huge advantage typically sprinting with these kinds of horses and at Monmouth. So to me, those are the three. If I have to pick one for the pod, uh, it's really tough for me to decide between the six and the eight. I don't think either one are great, but I'll I'll go with the six just off, hoping maybe that it sits a little closer. So I'll go with the six, Kaz Sweet Heist. Okay, that makes our first race a triple-barreled pod pick because I also... <laughs> That's trouble. <laughs> I'm also on Cast Street Heist. Hey, we, we, when Andy Sterling was on here, we all landed on a 14 to one, So and, and it came in. So, uh, so triple-barrel on this pod can be positive. Um, I, I, I like Cass Street Heist. Um, you know, he's got, he, he is, uh, he is a closer, which is, which is kind of a bummer, but last week, at least according to some Brisnet stats, I read, uh, the closers did a little bit better on the Monmouth track at sprinting on the dirt than they have usually. In fact, they did better than they, um, they did, uh, going routes. So, so I'm I'm hopeful for that, um, but I am and 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 I like that he has the best late pace rating at least on time form. However, um, there there are a couple of other uses that I'm going to do. One is I, I have to do this based on the numbers. One is the one Noontime Gem who's also a closer but gets the best late pace rating on time form, and. Um, uh well no i guess he yeah yeah he gets the no he gets the best spotlight figure scratch everything i just said <laughs> he he gets a good late pace rating um but he, the most important thing is that on the sheets he's got a little circle back where if he if he runs the race that he ran off a layoff which was in a starter allowance he he that could be enough to win this race and he could he's run faster than that before and he's circling back to that number so just based on that pattern alone i have to use him um if i really had chutzpah i would i would put him on top 
but he is sort of an even deeper closer than Kaz Street Heist, Kaz Sweet Heist. Um, uh, and then the other horse I would use just because he he will be loose on the lead is Bus and Loose. You, you got to use him, and I, I don't think he'll be nine to two, but he won't be the favorite. So those three for me. Anything else, Paul? I I really don't have uh, anything else. That's 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 all I have. It's pretty, you know. Um, yeah, that's it. I think it's pretty wide open. Yeah. Okay, well, we have another wide-open race, and that's the ninth. It's an allowance on turf, mile 16th. First of 57,000 for Phillies, Mares, three-year-olds, and up. Chris, your turn to get us started. Yeah, the favorite is a Chad Brown Euro first-time U.S. horse. Everyone knows he's really good with these. You know, but this one, its only win was on the synthetic, uh, and it you know, it just doesn't look that intimidating. And the fact that he's bringing it back at Monmouth is probably not a huge endorsement of it being some sort of monster. It has been training pretty well, but um, to me, it's the kind you got to try to beat. Um, there's a couple of alternatives. I'm going to go with the one horse Pentagon. Yeah. You know, that horse, it's a Suge horse. It hasn't. You know, it hasn't done much this year or, or even the last two years, but it hasn't run that much and it's really had excuses in all of them. Maybe it's the kind that creates its own problems. But I mean, the last race was on the dirt. I'll excuse that one. Before that, it was on synth. I'll excuse that one. Before that, it was off the layoff and it wasn't that bad. Those are its only three races this year. And then last year, it only ran a couple times. You know, one of them on sloppy track. I'll excuse that. The one before that was just a terrible trip. And, you know, his three-year-old form was pretty good. So he draws the rail and he's fit and the blinkers go on here. And um, he's back on the turf where he belongs. You know, he he needs a trip, but man, he could run a really big race in here. You know, he might just boss this field as if the Chad Brown runner is nothing special. So I don't know how it's going to get bet, but the form's kind of muddied up. So I'm thinking you might get the six to one or higher. So I'm going to use, I'm going to go defensive. Haha, with Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> Pentagon, uh, his big win was, uh, at, uh, her big win was on the turf at Keeneland uh, in 2021. Paul, what you got? Um, for all the same reasons that Chris stated, <laughs> I like the one. Um, you know, the 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 turf race back in January wasn't that bad of the layoff. Um, decent race last year, first time out as a as a four year old. Keeneland race was big. Um, Blink is on, so maybe. Uh, gets a good placement, and I think he's got a little kick. So if he can get good position and uh, have a little, little, little close in, in him, her, um, then I think it's uh, uh, a play it as a play at uh, a decent price. And uh, how can how can you play the brown horse? I I, I have no no idea. I'm like like Chris said, he's coming back at Monmouth. 
I have no idea what it's going to do, but I, it's to me, it's a play against. Um, the four might be in the lead, might be on, uh, so I had that one as the only one that really wants the lead. Um, the numbers um, at Saratoga and Aqueduct last year are, are decent. Doesn't seem to like, doesn't seem to do as well at, at Gulfstream. But um, the three-year-old numbers at Aqueduct, uh, four-year-old numbers at Aqueduct Saratoga um, are, are competitive here. So that would be my, my second choice, the one and the four. Blue time. Blue times. Blue times. Uh, blue times. Okay, well, this won't be a triple barreled, although I will use Pentagon. Uh, you guys have made me see the light. Um, uh, I actually went with the two sweet duchess who was fast as a two-year-old on synthetic. So uh, that's always a good sign. It means that the horse always has had some upside. Uh, it hasn't done, it hasn't really progressed, right? It, 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 it ran pretty fast on turf as a young three-year-old, but it hasn't <laughs> progressed since then. The question is, when will, when will she progress? And, um, you know, she's five to one. She has a good post position. She's got good timing since her last race is going to run at least as good as she usually does. I, I don't see any reason why she wouldn't. And that might be enough to win this race. So, uh, you know, Pentagon, if Pentagon runs her best, then she can win the race. But, and, and I'll use her. But, but Sweet Duchess, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I, I can't get that excited about her as a, as a win play. But that is the most logical horse, and at five to one, if she goes off at that, not bad. Yeah, my... yeah I agree. She's the lot. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Okay. I was just gonna say I agree that Sweet Judge is sort of the logical alternative. I think pretty obvious to me. I I would think she'll be the second choice, but uh, to me, um. There's nothing really wrong with her. She's solid. She runs her race. She could win. She's got a good post. Fast, faster, fast. As fast or faster than anybody else. So I wouldn't talk you out of that, Scott. Um, yeah, my only issue why, why I didn't include her is just not improving. She's the same horse every time. And when when is she going to pop? And I see no reason she'll pop for this race. Um, I don't disagree with, but I mean, her races are fast enough to win. Oh, she doesn't yeah, have to yeah, improve yeah. to win, right? Right. That's what I mean, from a logical, and she's consistent. You know, she runs that every time. So yeah. it, it seems like she's very logical, at least to hit the board. And and unless somebody improves, like Pentagon, you know, finally runs, a, you know, gets a good trip or Enchantment's a monster or one of the others jumps up, she's probably going to win, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, so here's 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 also what sort of put me over the top on that horse, and that is in her last race, she 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 ran really nice pace figures, and I believe she's got the, uh, uh, yeah. She if you just if you look at the time form late rating, the that late rating is a, a sort of a composite. It's 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 come up 
with a lot of variables, including like their last three races, maybe even more than three races. Um, but if you look at Sweet Dusters' last race, which she doesn't look doesn't really look like she improved much, but her pace ratings are way better than uh, anything she ran before, and they're better than any other horse in this race. So uh, to me, that, that sort of gives me even a little bit more confidence with her that 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 maybe that race was showed some hidden form. She she get, she got second in it. it. Doesn't necessarily look like it was a great improvement, but uh, but if you're uh, an advocate of the time form U.S. pace numbers, um, you know, like I, I'll be interested to listen to the the uh, the DRF forecast with David Aragona and Craig Milkowski. If Craig Milkowski likes Sweet Duchess, now I don't know if they're going to do the Monmouth Pick Five. I'm not sure why they would. I, I would I would seriously doubt that they're going to do this <laughs> sequence. Um, I'd be shocked for it that way. <laughs> Unless they hear about this podcast and want to, uh, you know, want to compete. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, uh, so anyway, the, the, you know, that's just a, sort of another reason to like her. So I, I feel good about her, but, but I'm not singling her or anything. And, um, I think that I would also use trying my heart out who, uh, has run two good races on the on the turf as a three-year-old has some upside. So I, I'd, I'd use try my heart out six to one. That's the five. That's all I have on this one. You have anything else, Paul? I got, I have nothing. Uh, they, you know, Brown's horse could win by 12 and then, uh, you know, shoots us, us all down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if it's getting bet down to like, Right, you know, incredibly low on the doubles. Like you'll be able to see the double will, the double um, probables yeah. um, before the pick five. If that horse is like way lower than everybody else, then that might be telling you this horse is well meant. I mean, but it to me, you, you want to take a, a a stance against this one because yeah, there's nothing right. about it that says it's a good horse. Right. Right. Okay, we'll move to the tenth. It's a six furlong dirt race and allowance optional claimer purse of sixty thousand for three rolls and up. Paul, any more clarity on this one? I went with the one. Um, Let's catch the smoke. Correct. Trainer change back in Monmouth uh, in the June. Uh, runs a new top off that trainer change going going long. Uh, comes back sprinting and runs a, a big number. Uh, then best grass and off and runs runs another good number. First time out as a four-year-old, and uh, I would expect uh, improvement off that. Um, so that would be my first choice. Let me just get my stuff up here. Um, you know, the four looks like the speed. There's not much speed in the race otherwise. Uh, I would like to. I think the one could get a trip behind the behind the four. Otherwise, uh, one of the angles I usually like. Uh, let me just get back to the nine horse. Um, blinkers on uh, new top. So change in equipment, new top. Uh, I would. That's the wood line. That's wood line. So. Uh, I would I would expect a further improvement off that off that 
number uh, based on the you know the the, uh, the new top on the change of equipment. So those would be my the one on top and the four and the nines underneath second tag. Okay, Chris, uh, where you land in this race? Well, I uh, the catch the smoke is interesting. Both the ones that Paul talked about are interesting. The one thing I would pay attention to is I think one, you, you mentioned that the closers were doing a little better than typical at Monmouth last week, and I think part of it is the rail didn't seem to be the place to be. So that's something to keep your eye on that may hinder catch the smoke's chances if that trend continues. I don't know if it will, but that's something probably worth looking at in the early races. Um, it does seem like Trash Talker could control this race from start to finish, and, and he's the fastest horse when he runs his best. He's not super reliable to run his best race, but you know he is going third off the layoff. And you know if he runs his best race and he gets an easy lead, he's going to crush the field. But and he runs a lot of bad races too, so uh, and I think it's worth trying to beat him. But it's kind of like every race we've talked about, the favorites could win. And this could really chalk out, but none of them, you know, they all seem to have some holes that you can poke into them. So this is just like that. Uh, the one I'm going to go with, and I think there's just about any of the other horses you can make a case for, I'm going to go with Never Early, kind of like Catch the Smoke. But I think this horse was actually more talented, a better, a better three-year-old. And now it goes second off the layoff for Englehart, who... You know, gave the horse an, an easy win at Finger Lakes, but it looked really good winning. And now he takes it to Monmouth and he has success when he ships to Monmouth and he gets the weight off, puts Matty Oliver's not a bad apprentice on. Um, there's a lot to like about that horse, I think. So for me, it's the six never early. You know, it's always depends on price, but six to one seems like a decent price that you might get, especially if they bet trash talker down. So I'll go with the six. Never early. Okay, your your pick was a little early for me. Um I also am on never early. Uh gets a weight break from all the other horses and you know does have that nice easy win in the comeback race. Just uh, seems like the logical horse. And Trash Talker, you know, the horse does not run two good races in a row. And I'm, I, I don't know, maybe maybe the horse has won two races in a row. But I'm looking at the PPs here, and the horse has never won two races in a row. So comes off a win and claimed from Rob Atras. You know, who knows what he's doing to that horse. And uh, it's been it's been a while. It feels like it's been a while since that race. Right. I mean, if it was a healthy horse, it, it would be running. It would be running sooner, I think. Uh, no, another thing is that the, the trainers really he he's got a pretty poor record over the last 90 days. He's hitting at 12 percent with an 056 ROI. So uh, I, I think I think you toss trash talker and try to get a get a price in here. So. So I'm interested in Never Early. I have Catch the Smoke as use. Um, I, I have Rod to Rod, Rod to Rod also as use. He's only seven to two, but like on the numbers, he fits. 
and uh, and Woodline, who carries totes a, a pretty heavy 124. I'm I'm sort of borderline on on Woodline. I I put it on I put it on my list, you know, due to Paul liking it. But um, I, I was sort of on the fence. I still might take Woodline off, just carrying all that extra weight. But 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 you have a good point. You know, the 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 big race was with blankers, so uh, you know, it's probably an include. At four to one, it's probably an include. Yeah, let, let me go back yeah. to earlier. I, I don't think I've seen it early. I, I, I agree. I, I, again, similar to, to the one horse with regard to uh, good races, the three-year-old coming back as a, uh, as a four-year-old and, and wins easily at Finger Lakes at, uh, at three to five, looks like. Um, but interesting is Finger, now that I'm looking again, the Finger Lakes races last year were, were his worst races. Um, the, uh, the New York races were the best races, so maybe maybe he really will improve a lot off that uh, that uh, the Finger Lakes number. So I like that pick too. Yeah, the only other horse I would mention is maybe I don't know if one of you mentioned this or not, but the eight horse Castle Chaos. The horse is good. <laughs> I'm its last two races last year were terrible, um, but the one was on a sloppy track and one was unyielding, and obviously something went wrong. You know, it's coming in off the break, but the trainer's pretty good. And, you know, if that sort of horse fires off the, the bench, it definitely could win. So that Castle Chaos, I don't know what price it'll be. Hard to say how it's going to get bet, but certainly it's a barn that can get him ready off the layoff. And if it's ready, it could win. Yeah, that's, that's, again, that's another one I'm looking at. It, what am I going to do with that horse? You know, he's, uh, you know, ran winning numbers and two horrible numbers and um and then a big layoff uh the same with uh with the four i had trouble what am i going to do with that is 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 going to dance off that uh, that three uh has a training change going to affect it uh so you know there's a lot of a lot of question marks yeah, I mean that trainer Falcone is—he's three for eight at the meet in Monmouth. He's three for sixteen off this kind of layoff with four-year-olds and up on the dirt. And not not the greatest ROI, but you know three three for sixteen for nineteen percent and three seconds. So I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of hard to leave this one off the ticket. So yeah, have, you know the. Yeah, for me, the horses that have bad races at the end of uh, a campaign and then have a long layoff, I just totally ignore those. Clearly, something goes wrong, but especially when it's a from a pretty sharp barn, you know, it had a year to heal up and then get fit. And, you know, the question is the fitness. I'm not really too worried about the injury unless they bring it back, you know, plunging in class or something. But this, he's bringing it back at, basically the same level um and he does pretty well off the layoff now it could need a race or two we'll see but you know nowadays in today's racing you know layoffs really don't mean much for the sharper bond barn so i actually like it when they had a couple miserable races as their last few races on the form when they've got the time off you know i'd i'd much prefer that to a horse like uh, in terms of likely likelihood to win to run well 
to, to a horse like Trash Talker, where Scott said, typically when it runs a big race, it doesn't string them together. So, you know, for me, that means it's coming off its big effort. It's going to get bet off of that big effort, and it typically doesn't string them together. So that's a big negative for me in terms of value. I'd much prefer a horse that shows its last couple races are really bad, and then it's had the time off and it comes back for a good barn. You know, it, it, you may get a better price because those other races, to me, are completely meaningless, um, but they muddy up the form. So anyway, I was along sidebar but just from you know looking at these kinds of horses and and future races for the listeners you know for me you're always looking for the horses that might you might get a bump in price versus the horses that you're probably going to get you know are going to get overbet off their last race and typically can't repeat a big race a big effort like that yeah one other thing i'll mention about castle cast has his best workout ever on April 15th, 47-2, breezing from the gate at the, on the Belmont training track. Uh, when a horse is fast and it's working out, you know, when it's got back numbers and it's working out faster than it ever has coming off a layoff, I have to include it. So, so I, you, you, you've, um, you've added to my pick five, Chris. Yeah, and the gate work is the big part of that. To me, that says, to me, I like it when you see a horse that's, it's not like a first time starter, they're always going to have a gate work, but I mean, a horse that's, that's got some form that's coming off a layoff, that gate work to me says that the trainer intent is I want this horse ready. First asking off the bench. Typically if they are going to give it a race, they don't bother with a gate work because the race is the gate work. So, you know, to me that, that gate, you know, the G, the G on the workout for this horse. In fact, it was a sharp workout as well. That's very telling in terms of trainer intent for me. Okay, Castle Chaos. Uh, let's move to the marquee event. It's the Jersey Derby, the 11th race, a mile on turf, purse of 100,000 for three-year-olds. Chris, your turn to get us going here. Well, talk of the nation was a horse I picked on Derby Day, I think, in that race that he was in. And he got scratched for some mysterious reason that's never been clear. Um, it, it, they do the list gate. it as a vet scratch. So maybe it was one of those, you know, one of those, uh, you know, weird things where the, the, the I, I guess there were a couple of horses that were scratched by the vets that day. But this was right before the race. I mean, right before the race, like they were ready to load and he gets got scratched and then all of a sudden he's off the board and my pick six key, you know, uh. single was, was, was scratched. So I got the favorite, but, um, and, and the trainer and rider said that they have no idea why it was scratched. There's nothing wrong with the horse. So the, but by getting scratched, it couldn't enter until it had to wait a certain amount of time and work for the vet and all that. And because of that, couldn't get into any of the other there's like three big three-year-old races this weekend it couldn't make any of the others because the entry was earlier so this was the only place it could go so it found it's actually a weaker spot than they planned to run in so i i think it's clearly the one to beat uh you know i don't have any knocks against it but i he's probably going to be three to five so I'm always looking for an alternative, especially in a turf route. And I did find one, unfortunately, 
it's a Chad Brown horse that's probably yeah. going to get to be an underlay too. He has two in here, the five activists investing, the six turf king. I thought activists investing was going to be the you know the lower price on the morning line. Um, so I was a little surprised to see turf king was lower. I'm not sure that's how they'll go off, but that I like turf king better. I was really impressed with his last race. If you watch the replay, he had lots of traffic and trouble, and he really showed some, I don't know, gameness to try to force his way through and then kick in late and hold off another horse who kind of had a cleaner trip and an outside run. Um, it had more momentum than he did, but he kind of burst to the lead and held on. So I thought that was really impressive. And um, he probably can run a lot faster than the time on that race. So I think he's the one alternative talk of the nation at nine to two. I'm not real excited, probably about fair value. But if they bet the other Chad down and they bet talk of the nation down to three to five, you might get a decent price on Turf King. So the six horse is the way I'll go on this one. Okay, Turf King, two for two was uh six to five in his last race and that means he may get bet quite a bit um if if he is a good thing then talk of the nation will make him a good price paul what are you thinking well you know i didn't like the the two browns in here two two mcgahy's in here and everything else looks the same Uh, they all actually look the same except for uh talk of the nation which had that really nice race last out so i went outside to the nine awfully cool um the first time out uh you put him on turf didn't run that well uh then two races on synthetic and now on dirt ran two races which if he uh repeats those numbers on the turf uh would be right there. Um, uh, one yeah, one decent uh, turf sibling. Uh, um, I'm just looking for something other than the two brands and two uh, two shugs. Uh, and this one's fast, but if it transfers those numbers to grass, I think uh, it's got a shot. Everyone else looks the same to me, except for talk combination. They're almost all carrying 115. Um, I have not made a pick for this race. (laughs) I I can't decide. I, 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 you know, I'm going to go with Bopio. I'll make my pod pick as I'll make it Bopio. Um, You know, ran fast as a two-year-old, has not really developed as a three-year-old, but... um, has run some pretty good races and, you know, has, has not won. The only win was that 23 to one race as a two year old, but you know, so he, he's burned a little money, but today he won't burn money because everybody's going to bet against him because there's two Chads and there's talk of the nation. So, so I will pick Bobby O, but um, I'll probably go kind of deep as the, on the, on the, on the on the pick five, 
I don't know. I, I, I probably, I can't really endorse awfully cool. Those were two sort of giant numbers on the dirt, but the, the does have a sibling who ran well on the turf. Right. So, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's something to consider. And, you know, if activist investing is six to one, well, you got to use that horse at six, at six to one. You, I mean, talk of the nation is going to get crushed, right? If you if you look at talk of the nation, you know he's got one number that's faster than all these horses, one number, and you know it's only one number. So, considering that he might be three to five or four to five, and with the two chads, you know he's probably not three to five. I I I'd 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 be inclined to go against him. I'd be inclined to go against Talk of the Nation. So you're leaving you're leaving him out of your uh, pick five. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I think that if I if I play the pick five, I would I would I would maybe have a ticket with Talk of the Nation that had no other favorites, and right. you know, just for a little bit of protection. But but otherwise, yeah. I mean, activist investing hasn't run as a three year old. Um, and you know, got down to a pretty good number, but it's only a neck win as a maiden. Um, you know, if that horse is six to one, that horse is is a, a pretty uh, is, is an absolute use, I think. Doesn't it? Doesn't it set up for the three? Doesn't it? I mean, you got a lot of speed here. You got a lot of horses that, that want the lead. Um, uh, so you know, if talk of the nation's right and ready to go, uh, it pretty much sets up. So I don't. You know, it's tough to leave out. Um, Turf Kings, yeah, it seems to set up for the, the three and the six to me, the way the race uh, looks. Um, but I want to try to beat them. So, so, so I can interject here for a minute. Um, awfully cool, you know, Scott made the argument, well, he improved when he went to dirt, but a couple things to pay attention to there. One is, they debuted on the turf with this horse right. and it's really bred for the turf. So that's telling. And the, since then it's never been back on the turf. The synth is not turf. And that big improvement came with a switch in barns. So it could have had a lot more to do with the switch in barns than the switch in surface. And now it gets back on turf where they debuted it, where it was bred for and in the new barn. So uh, the only to me that is the other alternative to the the favorite. The big negative Paul mentioned is kind of the pace. You know how this this horse is a kind of you know it's it's going to go, kind of has to from that outside post probably, and you know but you never know what the riders are going to do in these races. So it may not be bad at all if they send they other riders maybe they they read the form. They say, wow, this pace could cook up. This guy wants to lead. I'm not going to try to, you know, get it from him. I'm going to let him go. And if they do that, it could be really dangerous. But, you know, that that jump up to the dirt um, came at the same time as the, the barn changed. And, it, and you know, it, you could argue that, you know, it's first-time starter. They might not even been trying on the turf that first time. They may have been forced to run in synth because it was a turf way. There was no turf racing and it didn't like it. And now, you know, when it finally, and, and it ran well on dirt, but I mean, 
it, there's no reason to think it couldn't run well on turf. So I think that horse is kind of dangerous and might get overlooked. It's just the pace is, is too bad that it, you know, it right. may be pace compromised. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, looking at looking at these other horses, you know, the Turf King at possibly nine to two is an absolute must use. And you know, I think also if if you think about um, the 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 other Shug, the Sherlock's Jewel at twelve to one, has a nice race at Kentucky Downs, uh, second race ever, and this is uh, second off a layoff and should be a tighter. And if she can if if he can improve off that two-year-old race he's kind of like activist investing so i i would use them too and yeah i i'm 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 inclined to not use talk of the nation at all here just for value reasons well i think if you're going to use all those other horses you don't want to use yeah. talk of the nation uh, unless you like you said play some other another you know multiple tickets and maybe have talk of the nation on one where you you've got value in the others i mean you know this this could be a like a hundred dollar pick five um but it might pay you know five thousand um right just these kind of obvious favorites that wouldn't be surprised if they all won but i wouldn't be surprised if they all lost um it could go either way All right, well, let's move to the twelfth race, <laughs> not the marquee race of the card. It's a maiden claiming mile on dirt versus eighteen thousand for three year olds up. A field of six. Paul, what do you Me? got? Me. <laughs> um, I, you know, maybe the maybe the three. Well, decent Churchill numbers, which I usually don't trust those numbers, but that's re rally. Yeah, yeah, decent Churchill numbers, a three year old, um, positive trainer change, gelded, maybe, maybe that one. You got, you got a brown in there coming from Aqueduct, um, maybe that one, <laughs> so natural strength, um. And maybe the six. So I got half the field. Uh, the six again, an aqueduct horse going going tested dirt, um, dropping in class. Maiden ten thousands were at yeah. So uh, you know that's that's. I mean the the one's all right. Two is all right. The three could improve. So I would say, I would say the three. Re rally, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he it, when it came to him being your pick, he he was fading a bit, but he re rallied. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, what do you got? That was just some incredible analysis from Paul there on that race. <laughs> this this is what this that's Hall of Fame that's Hall of Fame yeah. analysis right there. Hall of Fame stuff there. Yes, sir. <laughs> um. Yeah, this is just an uh, just an awful race, and like I said, I won't uh, I won't say anything else. Um, re rally the I agree with everything Paul said except it's plunging in class. You know, typically, you know they if this horse was 
well meant at all, they wouldn't want to give it away right off the bench. So that part makes that it, it should get the lead and it could <coughs> win. But I mean, it's the kind I don't want to touch with a 10 foot pole. Um, all six and then financial with a tempo ball. Yeah, that's that's true. But I mean that's the kind that's like they're giving it away. Um and I'm usually not big on especially when it's not like where where financial strength, they're giving that one away, but they they have a history of giving these kind of horses away and usually they do pretty good, especially with Clarovich owned horses when when they just give them away, they usually give them away and on and they you know, they find a really easy spot like this and they win. Um, so I'm nervous about that one, but it's just not a very good horse. And um, you would, you know, it, it, they could just be given away. They don't really care if they win or not, but I, I, their record's pretty good. If you run the, the stats, they, they win more than half the time with these kind of horses that with that, that owner and they drop them down in maiden races. So, those two are the kind you, you are screaming bet against me, but they're also could easily win. Um, and you would think if you could get past those two, you'd get a price. But I mean, if this morning line is right, it's a big if. Uh, I, I, I would have expected the morning line to be like four to five, six to five on those two horses. And, it's, you know, they've got this everybody at three to one morning line, which maybe it's just the morning line maker looked at this and decided I'm not going to spend any time on, I'll just make them all the same odds. But um, you would think maybe in the pick five, if you get past those two, you could get some value. But like Paul said, there's just not much you can lean on, on any, in any of these. Um, but I, I know if I've got to pick a horse, it would either be the one or the six. They're the ones who are kind of, likely to run their race, maybe could improve. You know, the six, they try the turf a couple times. Now it's going back on the dirt. And the one, that six is Stormandy. And the one, um, Dad's on a roll, tried dirt for the first time and did okay. So both of those kind of have a license to improve. I have no idea what the price is going to be, but I'd have to pick one of those two. Um, Scott will make me pick one. Um, I will go with Stormandy the six because it has more tactical speed. Um, and there's not much speed in here. So I'll go with the six Stormandy, but this is just a really awful race. Okay, well, <clears throat> it is horrible. I'm going to pick re-rally on top. Um uh, Carrying a lot of extra weight, but did run a few solid races as a three-year-old. Trainer has uh, got a 213 ROI off uh, 90 days or more. I didn't check the six-month or more, but I just got to figure it's pretty good. You know, this the switch is from a trainer that was pretty bad. I mean, I... I can only see that the trainer was had seven starts with no wins at that time. So I'm not sure, you know, like how bad he is or if he was just on a, you know, a meet having a bad meet, but you know, anytime you're, you're switching to a trainer, that's like halfway decent third. I mean, this trainer is only a 13% trainer, but, um, you know, it's better than zero. So, so you got to, you got to use re-rally. 
the, the other horse that I I think you have to use is Cajun Occasion, the two. So only carrying 111, has run fast twice sprinting, you know, faster than any of these, and is circling back to that number. You know, it could run a clunker at a mile and then and then run really well sprinting again, like uh, next race. And I would put it on my watch list if that's the case. Um, but I, I kind of have to use uh, carrying 111 pounds. Uh, the the jock and trainer have had some success. The trainer's hitting at 24% with a 334 ROI at Monmouth. Sprint to route, hitting at a 262 ROI. So yeah, you got to use Cajun occasion. I think so, to me, I'm 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 only going to use those two. If I have to use more than that, I'm not playing the pick five. Yeah, occasion, occasion, though. His routes are all terrible, and he's bred sprint top and bottom. So, And re-rally's probably going to have the lead. I, I, I would. That's the first horse I would toss probably is Cajun, occasion. I don't think he's ever going to win a two-turn race, ever, ever. Okay, well. <laughs> there you go, Scott. How about hey, that? That's what that's why, you know, that's why we have a pod discussion, you know. Counterpoint, counterpoint. Uh, you know, it's, Although, it's a good if, point. If he, I mean, yeah. This is I, you know, I didn't know I didn't know the hor- the dam the dam sire factum is from a storm cat mare uh, from from a from a uh, is uh, is by a storm by a storm cat. Um, you know, the dam of factum was starry dreamer who was a really good dirt horse. So, and then, and then factum had a win only at seven furlongs. So I, I, I don't know how badly the, the, um, the breeding is, you know, I don't know. These are pretty bad horses. So they made in 10, by <laughs> yes. the way, these they, are, ten. They, they are bad. They're bad. Well, you know, if, if re-rally wasn't in the race, then maybe you can make the case that two could get loose with the weight off. Um, and, or maybe re-rally just doesn't run at all. The thing about re-rally is just if this trainer, if, you know, if this horse was any good, it seems like they would have spot this horse a little bit tougher than this. You know, they're, they're kind of, you know, coming back at the bottom seems like a, a weird spot if this horse is good. And Gail did too, right? Yeah. And I mean, I, I just, if it was a maiden 20 or 30, then I could kind of see them. I'd be a lot more interested in this horse, but it comes back here. It's like, you know, they're just trying to, maybe they just want to get a win. Maybe that's it. Uh, maybe that's all it is. And they'll, they'll give the yeah. horse away if they can get a win. I don't think the purse is that great. 18,000. I don't know. I mean, Mia, maybe bad race. May, yeah. Maybe the horse, maybe the horse here is courteous. Who, <laughs> uh, you know, has a, has a that's lifetime all, best, a lifetime best dirt buyer of 52 in his last race. Yeah, yeah certainly could win this race. It, it mean, comes you know, from way out of it. <laughs> 
It was two to one and got second in his last race. It was uh, eight lengths ahead of the third place horse. I don't know. I don't know. My head's spinning. Coming from way out of it, no, <laughs> a race, no speed, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, maybe maybe the play is a single re-rally and just hope, like, you know, they just – I mean, the horse has run for a maiden 30 claimer before. Yeah, maybe – Or if you want to do that, you know, why not go with financial strength where they, they win two out of every three horses they plunge like this? I mean, those are the two. Yeah, I, I'm inclined to toss them both. But, yeah, you can lean on one of those, maybe both. And may, I don't know if the morning line's right, which I, I just can't believe. I, I, I got to believe it. Yeah, those two okay. should be much shorter than everybody else. Um I think that's how they'll get played. But, um, you know, it's just a tough race to, to do anything with because there's just, if there was one other alternative to those two that I liked, then I'd kind of like this race, right? Because you got two heavily overbet favorites likely that you you don't mind trying to beat and you got a horse you like, that's an alternative. But the rest of them are all so bad. You know, there's nothing re- really to do with it. And I'm not sure in such a small field, you know, you could use multiple horses and get much value out of it. So it's just a bad race. Yeah, I mean, but you you have a good point with financial strength. I mean, the horse costs three hundred fifty thousand. They dump horses like this all the time. They don't care if they win or lose. They're done with them. It's you know, they're they're just happy to get a horse like this out of the barn. Yeah. That's not necessarily good, but they do tend to win. They, they dump them down at the bottom, trying to get at least something on the way out. Um, but I mean, I, I didn't run the numbers, but I know that they do this all the time. Usually, they do it like at Saratoga, um, when Chad Brown wants to get some more wins, or Clarevich wants some more wins to win the owner title, the trainer title. I don't, I don't think they're going for that at Monmouth, but. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't recommend betting the horse, but I can't believe it'll go off at three to one either. I, you know, to me, those two are going to be much shorter. Yeah, that's the morning line maker trying to make this look like a competitive race. <laughs> I think I think we far too much time in this race. We we have. In the stakes race, right? We have. Okay, well... Uh, I got to wrap it up uh, pretty quickly here. So uh, any spot plays, right. I, I have not looked at any other races, so I don't have any spot plays, but you got any spot plays on this card? I, I hope so. I, I know I Paul has yet. not. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Well, well. Uh, on that note, then I'd like to thank our guest, Paul Sherman. It was a rough pick five, but it was fun to chat about it. Thanks for spending oh, some time with us. Oh, thanks for having me. All right, that will conclude show number 228 of the Sport of Kings pod. Good luck at Monmouth and wherever else you play. And please enjoy the Brooklyn Boogaloo Blowout. I'll see you on Sport of Kings. Cheers. Giddy up.